I wanted to examine the use of the term Mazel Tov. Do you ever think that maybe there's something improper about it? After all, it, you know, Mazel comes from the word Mazalot, which are planets, and that means that you're talking about astrology, the zodiac, checking your uh, horoscope. So why would a Jew say Mazel Tov? So believe it or not, and the answer actually is related to something in Parshat Bereshit. Let me also add that the Talmud famously says, Ein Mazal Yisrael. We are not under, we are not bound by Mazal. We are not bound by astrology. So why do we say it? So as I said in, in Bereshit Rabbah, there's a commentary that talks about how Adam and Chava uh, had a certain Mazal. In other words, they were destined to live forever in the Gan Eden. That was their Mazal. And when they ate from the tree of knowledge, they broke their mazal. The implication is that mazal is something that is built in by God into the system. That's the way God designed the world, the world, and it's a, a tendency that things will continue along the way as they are, and you hope that they do. For example, if you say mazal tov to a young couple, you say, just as you are being, you're so joyous at your wedding, the joy in your life should continue with everything else, all other aspects, with your family and raising your kids and your physical and spiritual and financial needs all should be with mazel. Uh, this commentary gives two other examples, and one of them has to do with the Jewish people. After they got the Torah, their mazel was that they were going to live continue on a very lofty spiritual level. Perhaps they were going to go right into the land of Israel and there would never be a destruction of the first or second temple. That was their mazel at that point. Unfortunately, when they engaged in the golden calf, they ruined that mazel. And likewise, a third example, which is interesting, is a Canaanite general named Sisra, who was a strong and powerful, and that was his mazel, to be a victorious general. Except when he came across a war with the Jews, so then his mazel ran out. And it's interesting that uh, we actually, on Rosh Hashanah, blow the shofar, make a hundred different sounds, because Sisra's wife, I'm sorry, Sisra's mother, was waiting anxiously for him to come back from battle, and when she finally realized that he's not coming back, she cried a hundred times, and that's why we blow a hundred sounds. In any case, you can see the pattern. And as I said, mazal is a continuation of a status quo of, of something good that's going on that should continue. In fact, uh, there's a, another interesting story in the Medrash where there was a man who was at the circumcision, the brit of his son, and he got up and he said, just like we're all enjoying this, this special aged wine that I'm serving now for this wonderful occasion, I hope to invite you all back for the occasion of my son's wedding, whenever that will be. And everybody affirmed his wish. In fact, they said something which is similar to what we say now at a, at a uh, circumcision, and that is, just like you have entered into the covenant through, through the Brit, so you should be also uh, enter into the covenant of, of studying Torah and living Torah 
and getting married and doing good deeds. So that all comes from this medrash. And what happened at this, uh, as the medrash goes on, is one of the attendees of this uh, circumcision was a great man, and his name was Reb Shimon Bar Chalafta, Shimon the son of Chalafta. The uh, ceremony and the festivities went on late into the night, and he started walking home, and he came across so, something that looked to him like the Malachamavis, the angel of death. He was at a level where he actually could recognize and converse with the angel of death, but the angel of death looked a little different. So he asked, who are you? Angel of death said, I am the angel of death. He said, but why do you look so distraught, so different? I can almost hardly recognize you. And the angel of death said, you know that circumcision that you were at today? That baby was destined to die after 30 days. But because this man got up and, and made this blessing and said, just like we're celebrating his circumcision, I hope to have you all back in to celebrate his wedding together with me. And everyone got up and affirmed it by saying, yes, just like he was circumcised, he should also enter into the chuppah and get married and uh, Torah and chuppah and Maisim Tobim. So because of all that, I no longer have permission to take this baby's life. I really, you know, that's, so that's why I'm so distraught. So it's interesting you see that the mazal can actually change based on actions. And that's really the point that we, so when we, so to answer the question, how are we allowed to say uh, mazal tov when in fact, ain mazal Israel? we don't, we're above, we're not constricted and constrained by mazal. The answer is our mazal will continue unless we engage in some misdeed, which will then break our mazal. And then you have to understand that you have to do the right thing and you have to pray and that's how you can get your muzzle back on track. So we are so we are not confined to muzzle because we have ways around it. If our muzzle isn't good, again we can pray and 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 get a better muzzle. We're not stuck with it. And if something goes bad because of some misdeed, we can uh, once again restore our muzzle by praying and recognizing what we did. So that is an answer to the question of why we are allowed to say Mazal Tov. Have a great Shabbos.